Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 13th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 9. Now, one of the things I love about Matthew chapter 9 is Matthew, the author of the book, captures his own conversion experience and story. Remember in verses 9 through 11, Matthew one day is in his tax collector's booth. Jesus comes by, invites him to follow. Then Matthew throws a dinner party, invites Jesus and the disciples and all of his friends. And from that point on, Matthew follows Jesus. And he ends up becoming a disciple. He ends up being one of the apostles and wrote the first book of the New Testament. Well, in the rest of chapter nine, one of the things that we see is Matthew's evangelistic passion. And Matthew sees in Jesus his love for broken, hurting, lost humanity. And I just Love it. In Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 18, Matthew says this, Jesus was saying these things, and a leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. To skip down to verse 23, when Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But after the crowd was put aside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up and the report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. So what Matthew sees is, is that Jesus loves the Jewish people and even loves this Jewish leader, which is important because Jesus is pretty critical of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Jewish leaders, because they're the ones that should have known God and recognized Jesus the Messiah. And not only did they not recognize him, they reject him and eventually murder him, put him on the cross. But Matthew shows here that Jesus loves the Jews and he loves this synagogue ruler. Well, in verse 19, when he was on his way to the official's house, this happened. So Jesus and the disciples got up and they went with the synagogue ruler to his house. In verse 20, just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him and she touched the fringe of his robe. For she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. In one of the other gospels, it says Jesus knew he felt power go out from him. But what I love about this story is that Jesus doesn't allow her to touch him and to be healed and to move on. And that's the end of the story. No, Jesus understands what's even more important than your physical infirmity. In fact, listen, her infirmity is what drove her to Jesus. And sometimes this was certainly true for me, and maybe this was true for you. Our suffering is what drives us to Jesus, which is great. But God wants to do more than just relieve our suffering. Because if all he wants to do 
is relieve our suffering. When she touched his garment and that power left Jesus and flowed into her and healed her, she could have walked away and that was the end of the story. But Jesus stops. In fact, in the other account, he asked the whole crowd, who touched me? I felt the power go out. Somebody touched me. Somebody just got healed. Who was it? What is Jesus doing? Jesus wants this woman to know, I care about you. It's not just your sickness. It's not just this blood issue. It's not just this circumstance that you've been dealing with. What I care most about is you. In fact, maybe Jesus would have said, If he'd have taken some time to teach all this, maybe he would have said, I would have allowed this. I allowed this for 12 years so that we could have this moment that's going to shape the rest of your life. And I think the same thing is true for me and you. When we're going through difficulty, when we're suffering, God works in our suffering to drive us to Jesus. But listen, he's not just trying to fix our circumstances. He's not just trying to give us a miracle. Jesus wants our hearts. Jesus wants me. He wants you. He wants that relationship. That's the thing of value to Jesus. So again, in Matthew 9, Jesus heals the synagogue ruler's daughter. And then this woman with this issue of blood. And then, verse 27, after Jesus left the girl's home where he'd healed the synagogue ruler's daughter, two blind men followed along behind him. And watch what they do. They're shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were open and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this, but instead go. Instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. So now Matthew says, Jesus cares about the blind. And again, in the first century, if you were blind, you were an outcast, you were financially destitute. You are begging unless you had family that would just take care of you. And the truth is people didn't feel any obligation to help you. There wasn't a a welfare system or some safety net to help people like that, that, that needs support. And so for Jesus to relate and to treat them this way, to heal their blindness, to, to show them dignity and respect was a big, big deal. And so Jesus touches him and now all of a sudden they can see. And remember, Jesus says, don't let anybody know. Why? Because remember, Jesus isn't here to, to build a mega church or to start a, you know, a, a, a giant following of people. Jesus is here to show us what it looks like to walk with the Father in everyday life, and then he's here to fulfill the law, to live a a life of holiness and obedience, and he's here to go to the cross and to give his life for us. So being famous kind of works against his purpose. He tells them, don't go out and tell anybody about this. But what did they do? They told everybody they could. What a contrast, right? Right. 
Because today I think Jesus would say to all of us, go out and tell everybody. And yet I think it's so hard for us to talk to people around us about Jesus. Come on. God has been so good to us, right? He's healed us. He's set set us free. He's opened our eyes. So let's do all we can to tell people around us about what Jesus has done for us. And then skip down to verse 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. So Jesus looks at the crowd. Jesus looks at culture and he's moved with compassion. Man, what a challenge that is, right? Because I think our tendency is to look at culture and to be angry and frustrated and judgmental. Jesus looks at him and realizes the reason they act that way, the reason they are so rebellious and immoral and secular and independent, the reason all that's true is because they don't know Jesus. And they don't know that God loves them and that Jesus came for them. They don't understand all of that. Jesus does. And so he's moved with compassion. He realizes they're helpless. They're harassed by the devil. They're like sheep without a shepherd. They don't have God to lead them. But Jesus is the good shepherd and he's come to lead them. So he says, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into the He says the, the field is wide in the harvest. There's people everywhere that need Jesus, but very few people willing to tell them about Jesus. What a challenge to us. Listen, at your workplace and in your neighborhood, in your family, at the gym, at the PTA, all the places where you spend time and rub, rub shoulders with people every day. Listen, there are people all around us who need Jesus. The fields are white unto harvest. Come on, let's enter into his harvest. Let's tell somebody about Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for Matthew's evangelistic heart. He had this encounter with Jesus and it changed his life. And and so he saw when he looked at the life of Jesus, he constantly noticed how Jesus loved and cared for people that the religious community had forgotten, that the world had forgotten but Jesus came searching for. God, I pray that you'd give us that same heart. I pray that you'd open our eyes to see that the fields are wide unto harvest, to see the people around us that need Jesus. And then give us the courage, the boldness to step out, to share our faith, to tell our story, to point people to Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages you. So glad you're with me again today. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.